VR, graphics cards, and IKEA? This and more this week on APIS for the week of November 4th, 2022. Welcome to 8 Bits, a weekly podcast bringing you 8 Bits of video game news fast. I'm your host, Frankie Godoy. Now, let's get started. Before we get on with this week's news, we have to take a look back at last week because I wasn't here to record an episode. And so, let's speed run the news. All right, in three, two, one. The Witcher 1 is being remade in Unreal 5. Former Bayonetta voice actor admitted to lying. The fired writer of Disco Elysium is suing the studio for being fired. God of War Ragnarok is leaked across the internet. Game Pass may be getting a price raise in the future, and the Callisto Protocol isn't coming out in Japan due to violence. <sighs> Time. And now with this week's news. PSVR 2 is launching in February 2023 for 550 US dollars. Outside of the US, the bundle will be 600 euro, 530 pounds, and 75,000 yen in Japan. In the box, the headset will be bundled with a pair of Sense controllers and a stereo headset. Alongside the announcement of the release date and price, Sony announced 11 more games for the headset, including The Dark Pictures Switchback VR the first VR game in the Dark Pictures anthology and spiritual sequel to Supermassive's Until Dawn Rush of Blood on the original PlayStation VR. Pre-orders for the headset begin on November 15th, alongside pre-orders for games such as Horizon Call of the Mountain, PSVR 2, and its launch slate release on February 22nd, 2023. Just one month after its studio rebranding, Onoma is being shut down. The studio, formerly known as Square Enix Montreal, was recently acquired by Embracer Group per its acquisition of Square Enix's Western Studios, including Crystal Dynamics. The studio had worked on adapting former Square Enix properties to mobile, including the Go trilogy of Hitman Go, Lara Croft Go, and Deus Ex Go. CDE Entertainment, the holding company managing the acquisition owned by Embracer Group, is also closing the publishing QA department gained in the acquisition. Phil Rogers, director at CDE, says, quote, We see the growth opportunities centered around our premier franchises and AAA games. Closing publishing QA and our Onoma studio is a difficult decision and one that we've taken with great care and consideration. We greatly thank all those team members for their contributions over the years and hope to find proper placements for as many as possible. Of the 200 people affected in the closure, some will be moving to other projects at neighboring Crystal Dynamics and Eidos Montreal, including the next Tomb Raider and Perfect Dark for Microsoft. Following their success with the Star Wars franchise, Disney is partnering with Electronic Arts on new Marvel games. The partnership guarantees at least three projects. One of the projects includes the new Iron Man game from Motive Studio with the potential for more after. In a press release announcing the partnership, EA CEO Laura Miele says, quote, We have been longtime fans of Marvel and their impressive leadership, so this is a remarkable moment for our developers as well as our players and fans. Also from EA this week, during their Q2 earnings call, the publisher reiterated that an unannounced major IP will launch in Q4 of their fiscal year, starting January 2023, outside of the many already announced games such as Dead Space, 
sequel Star Wars Jedi Survivor was announced with a 2023 release window and could potentially fill the gap in the publisher's release calendar. And now for a message from our sponsor. AMD has announced its new generation of graphics cards this week. The RX 7900 XT and RX 7900 XTX are set to be the first cards with AMD's new RDNA 3 architecture using a chiplet design similar to the company's new Ryzen CPUs. The flagship card is the XTX, featuring 96 compute units at 2.3 GHz and 24 GB of GDDR6 memory. Unlike Nvidia's new 4090 using 450 watts on its own, the 7900 XTX uses only 350 watts. The 7900 XT is clocked slightly lower with 84 compute units at 2 GHz with 20 GB of GDDR6 using 300 watts of energy. In practical performance, the XTX can play Cyberpunk 2077 at 4K at 62 frames per second, comparable to Nvidia's RTX 4080. At 1440p, AMD claims the card can play esports titles at their maximum frame rates, such as Apex Legends at 300 frames per second and Overwatch 2 at 600. The company also announced their next generation of their Fidelity Super Resolution tech, called FSR3. The new AI upscaling tech is set to launch sometime early next year. As for the release of the cards, the RX 7900 XT and RX 7900 XTX will cost $899 and $999 respectively and launch soon on December 13th. Following a trademark last month, Square Enix has revealed their new project, Symbiogenesis, an NFT collectible art project. The project is said to be built from the ground up for Web3 fans. Square Enix describes the project as follows. <clears throat> Symbiogenesis is a brand new entertainment content sent in a self-contained world where a wide cast of characters, symbiosis, all of which can be collected as digital art, an interactive story and a dedicated community. The art can be used for social media profile pictures and as a character in a story that takes place in an alternate world where the player can untangle a mystery by completing missions that revolve around the questions of the monopolization and distribution of resources. With each strategic move players make, more of the story unfolds. Fans looking forward to the announcement were disappointed that Symbiogenesis was theorized to be a new Parasite Eve project. The NFT project comes at a time when Square Enix has been pushing aggressively into the Web3 and NFT space, including selling off their entire Western operations in order to fund their blockchain-based exploits. Symbiogenesis is set to launch sometime in Spring 2023. Video game news account Nibel has chosen to leave Twitter. The account rose the popularity for disseminating video game news efficiently, typically in only one tweet and image. The account will exist in perpetuity on the site to ensure no one can grab the handle, but has since been set to private. The account tweeted its departure, saying, quote, After some introspection, 
I've made the decision to focus my time and energy elsewhere and move on from Twitter. This marks the end of my video games coverage and my active participation in this platform. Thanks to everybody for their fun times. Farewell, Nibel. On Nibel's Patreon account, they noted that they were not able to create a sustainable revenue stream to continue the account saying, quote, I have miscalculated the value of my Twitter activity and realize that it is nothing worth supporting by itself for the vast majority of people. It is not me who is popular, but it is the work that is useful. It is not valuable by itself, but a comfortable time saver, and I get that now. Nibel also referred to Twitter's recent acquisition by Elon Musk, saying that their trust of the platform is gone. At time of writing, Musk has also begun layoffs at the company. Finally this week, Furniture Warehouse Horror Game, the store is closed, may be in trouble with the law, and Ikea. The Swedish furniture giant sent loan developer Jacob Shaw a cease and desist letter this week, stating he has 10 days to quote, change the game and remove all indicia associated with the famous Ikea stores, or face further legal action. In the survival horror game, players explore and survive in an infinite furniture warehouse. Crucially, at no point in the game's official messaging is IKEA ever mentioned, instead leaving it to individuals to make the connections themselves. The core of IKEA's argument is that these people, as well as news outlets, have made the connection between the game and the furniture store, and IKEA wants no connection to the horror game at all. The cease and desist letter lists the infringing aspects of the game, including the blue building exterior, signage, and the furniture. Shaw notes that the furniture was pulled from generic furniture asset packs. In response to Kotaku inquiring about the letter, IKEA UK says, quote, While we think it's flattering that others are inspired by the IKEA brand, we must be diligent to ensure that the IKEA trademark and trade dress are not misapplied. Various elements of the video game currently correspond in appearance with the IKEA brand features. We've reached out to the creator of the video and asked them to make changes to those elements to ensure that this is no longer the case. They expressed that they understand our request and agreed to make those changes. This should all be well in time for the expected 2024 launch of the game. At time of writing, the Kickstarter campaign for the store is closed is set to wrap up in 5 hours with a total of $84,805 raised. Looking forward to next week on November 8th, open zone platformer Sonic Frontiers launches on all major platforms, alongside cozy organizational puzzle game A Little to the Left on PC. On November 9th, Norse End Times action-adventure God of War Ragnarok launches exclusively on PlayStation 5. On November 10th, the console version of Monster Kill'em Up Vampire Survivors launches on Xbox. Finally, on November 11th, historical collection Atari 50, the anniversary celebration launches on all major platforms alongside tactical RPG remaster Tactics Ogre Reborn on PlayStation, Nintendo Switch, and PC. And that's it for this episode of 8-Bits. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this, be sure to subscribe and leave a rating on whatever podcast platform you happen to be listening on. I'd really appreciate it. To stay up to date with everything from the show, feel free and follow us on Twitter at 8BitsGG. That is at the number 8BITSGG. 
You can also follow me personally on Twitter at Frankie Godoy. That's at F-R-A-N-K-I-E-G-O-D-O-Y. But otherwise, that's really it. So once again, thank you for listening and have a good rest of your week.